Hello, and welcome to the Horror House Podcast. I'm Dave. I am Chris. Welcome back, everybody. This week, we're talking about Sleepaway Camp 1983. Uh, you've probably seen this. I'm going to take a... Dave, I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say that everybody listening to this podcast has seen this movie. I'm bold, bold claim. I, everybody. I don't know Every how, single person. If you haven't seen it, you know it. Come on, you, you know it. You know, like... You know this movie if you haven't seen yeah. it, but uh, but I agree with That's... you. Like, <laughs> there is probably one asshole out there who hasn't seen it, but they still fucking know it. Yeah, this it's kind of horror DNA in a way, which is we'll we'll get into that because it's a point I kind of want to bring up. But first, at the off chance that you have not seen Sleepaway Camp, Dave, tell them where they can tell us they haven't seen it. You can send us a twit. On the tweets at Sweetness One or at Horror House Two, because there are two of us. You can email us horrorhousepodcast at gmail.com or head on over to the Facebook page and talk to us there. Speaking of talk to us, you could leave us a voicemail and we could hear your voice and, and the anger, the disgust, the happiness, the glee, the glee, the glee. It, yeah, oh yeah. Um, it happens. Yeah, somewhere. Some probably. A Maybe. lot. Uh, there's a lot of people out there are overflowing with glee when they hear our like, fuck yes, our voices. It's Sunday. Yes, it's new whorehouse time. And then, and you can glee. you can let us know in in your own voice by leaving us a voicemail on anchor.fm forward slash horrorhouse. And finally, last two things. I always say finally, and then do the other one. That's right. How how dumb I am for that. But last two things. I'll say that. Uh, Rate us on whatever platform you're listening on. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Write us a little burb if you feel so inclined to. um, Be like, they sound so handsome and well-educated. You are wrong. (laughs) And the second thing. Uh, just spread the horror house gospel, spread the horror house word, load us up on your phone, throw it at your friends. It's as simple as that. Get the word out there. You know somebody that likes horror? Dave, what do you do? Uh, sp- spread the word. Hit them with a the phone. Uh, tie them up and kidnap them and make them watch the podcast. Uh, I'm not suggesting you do that. I'm just saying it's an option. <laughs> Uh, you made the phone uh, hitting thing seem way more uh, innocent now after yeah. the kidnapping. So it's all right. it's comparison, you know. If we if we suggest kidnapping, then the throwing the phone at somebody doesn't seem so bad. It's like, like oh it. oh kidnap. Okay, I, I guess I could throw the phone at somebody. Yeah, I like it. Um. Before we get into Sleepaway Camp, though, I have to say, I don't know quite when this episode will be uh, released, but I do have to say that uh, a little uh, piece of Whorehouse, I mean, he's part of Whorehouse in a way, because I keep making him a part of the conversation, but CM Punk, Dave, is now AEW champion. Not congratulations, uh, Mr. Bill Punk, Brooks. Sir. He's done. Uh, he was 
We talked about him in a little movie, The Girl on the Third Floor in mm-hmm. season one. And I have kept everybody up to date, uh, kind of, uh, on his on his uh, AEW happenings. So he is uh, he's up there now. He is the man. He is the punk. So congratulations, Mr. Uh, Mr. Brooks, uh, from your from your old buddies at Horror House. Great, great job, Mr. Punk, sir. Um, speaking of CM Punk. Let's have an ad and talk about the movie. All right, everybody. We are back talking about Sleepaway Camp, 1983. Good throwback uh, horror film. I didn't realize that it was as old as it was. I thought it was like more like mid, mm-hmm. kind of mid to not quite uh, late 80s, but like kind of like hard mid 80s. And it's, it's a little bit earlier than I thought. And it has the aesthetic of its era i think really well it's one of my favorite things about the movie um but there's a oddly i feel like a lot to talk about with this one so dave yeah what's first on the menu what do you what do you want to get into first um let's let's talk about the uh the open i mean you you um I, I don't I don't I, I don't know I don't know where to start I don't I know that, how yeah, yeah I, I don't know how you know the kids flip the boat um but <laughs> it, it's very it's it's strange like there's a strange feeling to the, the start even um the, the, the intro with the credits uh is odd to me because in a way, it's an empty um, campground. Yes, the empty cra- campground and the sound. Yeah, it, and, yeah, it made me wonder. Like they went hard with that score too, as it's like panning over the camp. I was wondering, is that supposed to be like post murder spree? Do you think? Oh. And that like we weren't really told because that that's the only way I can really make it make sense to me. <laughs> you know, to make it a little bit less odd. But like they go hard with that score for like ninety five percent of it, and then. Bam, unbam, I guess, and it's like soft and kind of delicately, like creepy after for the end of it, which is so so, it's a choice that they made. Um, it's a choice we're making, (laughs) we're saving our own lives. It's true, I make a sleepaway camp for you and I. You're welcome. Oh, oh my god, you're welcome. Uh, Stella, uh, that open, <laughs> she just, she, her face got more shriveled the longer it went on. Cause it seemed like yeah. it goes on for fucking ever. Yeah. It reminded me, you know, like the, like the old, old school movies that would have like the entire credits at the start of the movie. Mm-hmm. It was kind of, of that nature. Long. I, very, um, very much that. They did. They named like 700 people in that opening credits. I don't need to know the best boy's nephew's, uh, you know, best friend. Why'd they put that in there? Right. Did they? The, the, did they? I I believe they did. Tweet us. Tweet us, everybody. I I think they were like, um, Gerald Smith as, you know, Jason, uh, Gerald Smith's rabbi who did his bris at four, you know, <laughs> rabbi, you know, 
Louis Gohmert. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. Just I do shit. think I do think the camp looks good though. The like the that whole shot. Uh, like it's a little bit confusing. Like the whatever point they're trying to get across. Um, but the opening to me, you'll have to inform me a little bit. I mean, this is. I mean, I was born in '83, so this is you know. I don't, I don't remember shit from 83, but in my experience and my remembrance of, you know, whatever I got, uh, the camp looks and everything feels like outdoors eighties to me. Mm-hmm. Like people are always like bright colors and like fluorescent and uh, you like uh, windbreakers and fucking MTV. Mm. I mean, there, there was certainly that, but the, I feel like this is more real. Yes. A lot of that. Um, that that but, that seemed more late '80s, like when my head yeah, when I think yeah, about yeah. that, because the first like seven years of the '80s under Reagan, like all we had was shit left over from the '70s. <laughs> that, um, that actually explains a lot. But uh, yeah, but uh, it, it begs the question. This movie begs the question. Friday the Thirteenth begs the question. Are summer camps still a thing? Dude, that's a great question. Because I don't know. I I, I am went. not. Did you a, ever go to one? Oh, dude. And I, my dad and I just had this conversation the other day. I grew up fucking camping. If I wasn't camping. camping but did you ever go to summer camp yes, with other kids? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, mostly Boy Scout camp. Every year, Boy Scout oh, camp. Right, right. Um, but also multiple years, CYO camp. Multiple years of the um, Christian Youth Organization. Oh, okay. Um, Multiple years with the um, uh, Foundation for Youth Camp. So, I mean, between... I'm the oldest of four boys. Between summer camp, uh, uh, FFY camp, CYO camp, (laughs) Foundation for Youth. So that was like the... The Boys Club and, and, and the United Way. That was that shit. Okay. Gotcha. Um, the CYO camp. And every summer I spent a week at Grandpa's house and we, you know, I puttered around. He was a shop teacher by trade. So for a week every summer I'd go to his nice. house, live with Grandma and Grandpa for a week or, or two, uh, putter around in the garage and like work in the shop, paint the fucking barn, little shit like that. Um, nice. So, I mean, that's... No, no wonder my parents did that shit because that's four weeks a, a summer. They didn't. Yeah. Have, that's a third of the summer. They didn't have to put up with my ass. My parents, I, like I, I mean, I was you know the next decade, but I tried. I was like, you know, I would, I wanted to do anything, but where we live, out in nowhere, like they're like, I'm not driving you to that fucking shit. <laughs> I'm like, I, uh, I mean, I understand it now, but at the time. You know, and the, but the way you're explaining it, like, man, you guys have you, you had so much time you could have had without me and had fun. <laughs> yeah, I, and just, that don't even count that the day from. I I would say from March to October every year when I was in school age boy. At uh-huh. one weekend a month, I was camping with the Boy Scouts. That's not that's not including the two week the two week summer camp every year. That's one weekend a month every month. I was camping with the Boy Scouts. Oh, one year we spent a week, a little over a week, 
um, canoeing, living out of canoes in what they call the boundary waters between Minnesota and Canada. Um, oh, wow. We did, nice. uh, you know, we did all this shit one weekend a month camping. If I wasn't camping with the Boy Scouts, I was probably camping with uh, mom and dad. I mean, we did, we went camping all the time. When we went to Florida, because my dad had twin sisters that both lived in Florida, we would drive down. We would usually make it a two-day road trip, and the we'd drive halfway and then camp. And then we'd get to Florida. Nice. And sometimes we would spend, like, one night at my aunt's house. More often, we would camp in, in Florida. Nice. That's and then cool. just go see my aunt's eat um, during the day. Um, we, we camped all the goddamn time. And Dude, I, 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 I really, could have borrowed some of that. I was dying to go camping as a kid. Oh, never got to. I went when I was a very small. When you're so young, you don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. I, that's when the one time that I was able to go camp. Able to go. That's the one time they took uh, me and, and my sister. Your your wife, by the way. Yep. I, I think <laughs> I might know your sister. Yeah. Do you, Are you familiar? I, um, might, I might be. I <laughs> might know her in a biblical sense. Uh, um, capital? Capital B? Is that? But. One thing that's always, uh, I've wondered, you know, you watch, you know, these kind of camp movies from the eighties and nineties. And I mean, there's relationships that carry over from year to year. You get a little bit of that in uh, sleepaway camp. Um, and it just feels like people know each other. Like people, I mean, in my experience, like there's not as much of that. Now, also that um, compiled with like this kind of sense that, I mean, you're there for maybe a week, like these longer ones, like mm-hmm. two at the extreme most. Is that even a thing? Are there uh, long yeah. ones? Yeah, there's two weeks. You, there's two weeks. Um, but like some of these feel like they're there for like a like a solid chunk of time. And I mean, I guess as a kid that a week does almost feel like a lifetime uh, a, a lot of times. Sure. So. Uh, that's something that I feel like is always, I don't know if it's portrayed on purpose in these movies, but so did I, you ever feel that? Uh, something um, a little bit. There, there is some of that carryover, but mostly it was like when I was in the scouts, there were some other troops that we camped with a lot. So you got to know people from other troops doing that. Oh, okay. Um, the most male, female interaction oh, yes. Was ironically at the CYO, the Christian Youth Organization camps. There were some at the FFY, but the FFY camp they mostly did like boys one week, girls one week, and then two more weeks of boys. Um, okay, because you know the, there weren't as, as much demand. I would say I don't now. I, based on okay, last thing before we, unless there's uh, sure. any other pertinent uh, talking points, but the last thing I need to know. Uh, did you ever duck out like they always portray in these camp movies, horror or otherwise? Did you duck out to go hang with the girls or vice versa? Was so, there any of that going on with the Christian youth organization? So I, the, it's like mid, it's like, well, I guess it probably would have been midnight. It's like 1030. You're like, we need to get out and go meet the, meet up with the girls, do some necking. No, <laughs> not, not, not so much. I was a, I was a little bit of a. A nerd boy too. So I, I mean, I was, I was a nerd. The CYO camp had the most interaction, and and that's probably because the two years I did CYO, I was a little bit older. I think I was um, seventh and eighth grade in the CYO camp, as opposed to like the elementary school age. So I was middle school age for CYO camp, 
And so mm-hmm. being the older kid, we we were in the group called the Adventure Group. And so um, CYO Camp in Indiana was always, there were two camp sites, uh, Camp Christina and Camp Rancho Formosa. And they would alternate, like, w- one session the boys would be at one and the girls would be at the other. And the other session, the they would switch who was at which one. Um, Rancho Formosa had horses and stables and all that shit. Camp Christina was a little more primitive. But because we were the older group, we did a lot of stuff with the girls where everybody would get together. And um, Uh. there were always a couple counselors, but they were mostly junior counselors, like, you know. And so there 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 were some, you know, a week... For middle school kids is plenty of time to like fall in the heaviest fucking love you've ever been in your life. <laughs> right. You know, so um, <laughs> I, I honestly, I never like hooked up, but I, I vividly remember the first year of, of CYO camp going home and thinking, I, I don't even know this bitch's name now. Like, um, uh, um, Christina, I will. There will never be a girl like her. Like we bonded. We're you know we're so tight. I can't wait to go back next year and see her again, and then never saw her again in my life. Yeah, no phone calls. Uh, It's just no. Well, uh, it didn't help that we were poor bastards, and my dad got an incorrect bill one time from uh, whoever our phone company was. And it's like, uh, I'm not paying that shit. Exactly. And he did. He said, fuck you guys. So we went years without a phone. Like I grew up with a phone until I was like fourth grade, right when you're like need a phone (laughs) before fourth grade. Who are you fucking calling? You know, but before the internet folks, you don't know what it was like. But then, then fourth grade, like I, uh, Renee wrestler in elementary school. Man, I that that we were we were destined to be a thing, and then fourth grade, like no phone, and we I, and we ended up going you know, to different schools. And it's like she somebody, fell I hopefully the someday somebody is listening to this podcast is like Renee. There was this guy on this podcast I was listening to mentioned. Is this you? And then you know, by then we'll, we'll be the biggest podcast on the planet. I assume. So uh, probably, you know. I mean, we're like, how right. cool would that be? We're almost there <laughs> for her. <laughs> so Dave watching something like Sleepaway camp and this camp experience, which you've had your fair share of, like, does it, does it, you know, hit the, hit the nostalgia strings? Does it, are they close? Are they not close at all? Like, uh, what do you think? Very much. My, my experience was more structured than anything in an eighties movie shows. Um, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, meatballs or any of those movies. Like our, my experience was way more structured than that. But, but a lot of the same stuff, like, Oh, uh, I'm signed up to swim in the lake at certain times, or I'm we're signed up for archery at certain times. So all those things were going on all the time, you know, right. fire making and you know, uh, basket weaving and and making your own fucking moccasins and shit like that. What about uh, what about hazing? Was there oh was there yeah. a little bit of hazing going Any, on? anywhere? Look anywhere you got kids, there's hazing and bullying. Right. That's that's fucking real. 
Now, one thing I want to talk about, and it kind of uh, goes hand in hand with this, is Angela's kind of behavior for most of the film, which is like very introverted, very quiet, mm-hmm. very reserved. There's only a moment, a couple, maybe a couple, maybe not even a couple moments where she even speaks. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't that hardcore uh, introvert growing up around, you know, like if I was with family or cousins or something, I was pretty lively and fun. And, mm-hmm. uh, but like when I was not with them, I was a pretty quiet kid. Uh, and so I, I, I see that and maybe it's cause I was a boy, but I got none of the kind of treatment that Angela did. It's like, why aren't you talking bitch? Uh, and, yeah, and the, oh, yeah. That kind of shit. I never, I just was just left the fuck alone. They're like, fuck, fuck that nerd. Uh, whatever. Um, so uh, was there anybody you can remember at all that was, could fit into that Angela mold, like quiet and very, was picked on much. because of that? I don't know. I don't think because of the quiet. I don't think that's like, oh, he's he's quiet. He's to himself. That's not a reason to bully somebody. And and when I say bullying, so there was some things that went on that I don't qualify as bullying, but probably these days are are would be called bullying. One of the one of the favorite pranks you could bully. We pulled pranks, and even anybody could be a victim. Was right. um, if they weren't being careful when they went to the showers because the showers were never like. You just had a shower in your cabin. I've never seen a, a kid's campground that had a shower in the fucking cabin. Like, there's always a shower room where 20 people showered together at a time. A communal shower. I mean, even yeah. the fucking schools. If you are... didn't, you had to buddy up because if you didn't, someone would steal your fucking clothes. Or, uh... or I had a buddy who was notorious. And I I don't know how he did it. To this day, as a nurse, maybe that's why I became a nurse, to understand like biology and how he could get do this. But he could poop right. on command. And he would was notorious for, if you weren't watch, had, didn't have somebody watching your shit, he could poop in a shoe. And he was known to poop in a shoe. Um, I may be his arch nemesis, Dave. Oh! Are you... So... I am an, I'm Mr. Anti Poop, Captain Anti Poop. I sh- I literally shit you not. I went through my entire school career well, without well having without having pooped at school, not one time. How? I, fuck if I know, but I have. I that have is traits. amazing. That is I never amazing. Never have. I've never pooped at work. I mean, there is you know. I don't. I hate it. I hate everything about it. <laughs> And so it's a double-edged sword. It's a, we're going to get I, I, off on a poop tangent here, but it's a double-edged sword because there's nothing more We should have awkward. saved it for Sleepaway Camp 2 or 3. I forget <laughs> which one had the outhouse scene. <laughs> Go ahead. There, there's nothing more awkward than pooping in a public bathroom when other people are coming it. and going and smelling your poop. I hate it. Yeah, it's weird. I but hate it. also, there's nothing better than being at work when you're paid by the right. hour and just... Right. You know what? I'm going to disappear and take a nice long poop. I I get the appeal on that one. I get the appeal on that one at least. So when I was um when I said basic training, that was when you were in KP duty because everybody took their fucking turn at KP duty. Uh, but, What's KP? Uh, kitchen patrol. So you you, you were using it. a lot of uh, abbreviations. I, I'm throwing out. I'm an Tonight. expert. That's how that's how you, you know are, I'm an expert in so many things. You, yeah, you are. I'm like, I've, 
I have to stop you immediately and be like, what is this? Because I, 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 I couldn't even connect the dots. Listen, like, I, you know. I, C- continue, continue, continue. I'm, I'm holding up the train. I remember one time being on KP duty, and uh, it was... It was the one day of heaven in all of basic training because I was on KP. Believe it or not, KP, it's it's possible to have a good day on KP because I was on dock, which meant I sat at the Beck loading dock and I just organized and helped load the trucks that were coming in. So I would take the um, the breakfast that was in um, containers that kept them warm and I would load them on the trucks and I would have a list like, okay, this truck is supposed to get, you know, six things of scrambled eggs and two things of toast and three things of bacon and 10 cases of milk or and two of juice or whatever it was. I, you know, I would make sure the truck got the right thing because they were going out to soldiers in the field. And then when they came back, I would take the dirty dishes off and it was my job to take the dirty dishes into the dish room. Did I do a fucking dish when I was on docks? No. I just I just supervised <laughs> the loading and unloading of trucks. I had some other duties. I had to keep the area clean. I had to go around to the front of the mess and keep it swept and clean at all times. But I had access to the freezers because I was loading and unloading juice. So it's 90 fucking degrees in the shade when you wake up in the morning in Georgia. Man, there's nothing like going to the freezer, just hanging out for a minute. Get you a nice fucking cold juice and just down in that juice. I didn't even like juice before basic training. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my God, there there might be nothing better in that hot temperature like that than a uh-huh. juice that's frozen so it's just kind of slushy. It was so good. Yeah. But I remember the day I had Doc also, I went to take a shit at one point. <laughs> and I noticed there was a ceiling tile ajar. And there was a fucking nudie magazine hidden in the ceiling tile. So, yeah, I took a dump. I beat off one time. I had <laughs> cold orange juice all day, and it was 100 fucking degrees out by lunchtime. And I didn't have to suffer the heat. I didn't have to wash a goddamn dish. It, it, it was great. It was, it was, a, it was fantastic. It's, it, it made me believe that there was a God. Amen? I'm going with an amen. That's where okay. I'm going. I think that's, what the, I think that's what the kids say these days. So I mean, was basic training? Could you relate that uh, experience to to camp in a way? I feel like th- there's a a, a a thread that could kind of connects them, uh, but maybe uh, maybe AT annual training or or um, AIT your advanced infantry training, um, but but really not. Basic training is the epitome of structure. Every minute of your fucking day is accounted for. And that is completely not. In, uh, is there is there a 80s or 90s horror movie about, you know, camp slashers that has any real structure that is adhered to? Because I feel like it's all over the goddamn place every time. And I didn't even realize that till tonight. But Yeah, no, 80s, right. 80s summer camp movies make it seem like the kids get off the bus. And they just go fucking wild. Go wild, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I mean, uh, and let's they, get it. The other thing uh, that makes these unrealistic is, at the same time at the camp, you've got like, I mean, look like college freshmen yes. share, sharing a cabin with like 
second graders. Yeah. The, no. That, no. Also, in sleepaway camp, the lines are very blurred on who's a counselor, who's a camper. Mm-hmm. I... And then, uh, uh, like, there's there's the... We're going to get into the 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 workers of the camp. Not the counselors, but, like, the the owner and the pedo cook. We'll get into them in a minute. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like, the counselors... Like he, there's one moment where Brooklyn Barney Fife, I don't know what his name is, the owner, um, has this kind of relationship with uh, this one counselor who was she a counselor? I think she was, but she, you could have fooled me either way. Like, been like, she's a camper. Nope, she's a counselor. I'm just fucking with you. She is a camper. Like, uh, so. He is, uh, he is, uh, in, in the, uh, kind of the camp, pardon, pardon the pun, uh, with the pedo cook. Uh, mm-hmm. I think prep, kind of very much so. And the staff is just full of enablers, I guess. Yeah. So even if, get even there, if she's a counselor, she's 30 years, 40 years, 50 years younger than he is. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I think this camp probably should have been shuttered well before uh, the slashing started, uh, and these people, a lot, at least a good few of them should have been behind bars. Um, but let's, let's go back. Let's talk. We'll finish talking about the opening, which we got a little bit on a, on a rant, but that's what we do here. So the boating accident, which, uh, puts this whole thing in motion in a way, turn the boat, Dave, you line it up just perfectly. To kill yeah. the family in the water. Turn the wheel, turn the wheel. So you line it up just perfectly. They were completely, I, the way it was filmed, it just feels like they would have missed them by a good margin. If the, if the, if, if they hadn't been yelling, turn it, turn the wheel. And yeah, that's, that was and their first mistake. Dad could have, get dad could have went, got the kids to swim yes! out of the way. They had so much time. Him and the two kids were not even trying to swim out of the way. They had a death wish. I, I, yeah. I firmly believe they had a death yeah. wish. And then the overacting skier was the, sh- <laughs> the cherry on the top, I guess. That's, that might be the most re- uh, realistic thing is her yelling and them not being able to hear what she's saying. So, <laughs> and then we get to, I always, I, I thought it was the mom, but it's really the aunt. It's Angela's aunt, Ricky's mom. So cousin Ricky, aunt Martha. What? Where, where do you know that name, Dave? Martha. Where do you know that name? Uh, it's, it, it's just it's, poor acting. It's yeah. Maybe <laughs> that's where uh, Batman and rock Batman and Superman got. Yeah that thing from they this were just, movie. Who knows? Yeah, this yeah. is part of the DC universe. Um, Here's, and I'm going to say this. Say it. Is it, it. I, I know Aunt Martha wants to be identified as Aunt Martha, but is it really Aunt Martha? Like if, if we're picking, is this, is it really Uncle Mark as Aunt Martha? C- potentially. Because there's, there's, Stuff going. I don't want to say weirdness because, like, the '80s just treated LGBTQ stuff differently. Yeah, which we will get into. Uh, there is some points um, after we get through kind of the plot that I want to come back around to about um, some of the LGBTQ stuff uh, related to this movie and opinions 
about this. So stick around uh, more towards uh, after the plot for that. But okay, uh, what? I mean, it was very closeted, you know, homosexuality at that point, and it is it is a point in this movie. Um, it, I mean, the twist. I mean, we, I assume everybody knows this movie, so we're like always going to talk about spoilers from Jump Street, which I feel like we've kind get of get the fuck out of here with the spoilers. Yeah. Um. So. Almost 40 years old, 30 fucking nine years old. Uh, I think it's not a fucking spoiler at this point. The the fact that Angela was, uh, had a penis, uh, I feel like is almost just known at this point, but the, the, the kind of, what would you even call that? Uh, precursor, uh, of the dad being, in this relationship with the man uh, being like, see, that's why, that's why she is the way she is, is because her dad was homosexual. It's like, Oh, what? That, that That's problematic. Also that is, the yeah. idea that, well, I, I don't know. Is she fucked up or is they, cause yeah. they kind of make it seem like she's fucked up because, because she's a, identifies as a woman and and it, it would be it would fuck you up if you didn't want to identify like that way did she do that her whole life like she, did she not ever speak up that's when a, aunt tried to dress her up and shit i mean the way that's actually a great question like i would she was she had either spoken up i feel like and had been beaten down so much that she became introverted and just kind of damaged the way mm-hmm. she was uh or she was just always like that well, when they do um, the flashback and Aunt Martha is saying, she um, was very, oh, oh no, when he comes home and yeah. he's going to find the perfect little girl, like she never spoke up then. Or we already either, have you know? a boy. Yeah. 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 And yeah, we'll, 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 I want to circle back around to that. Um, but let's talk okay, about I have her. I have a little theory about Angela to bring up later. So, okay. Um, Aunt Martha is so weird. So fucking weird. Yeah. Um, like so, she obviously is what at least pushes Angela or nudges her towards what ends up happening, right? But um, she's very like needing um, like recognition and shit. She's like, "Children, I made you some snacks. Wasn't that nice of me?" Hmm? And there's a couple lines like, "Take this to your camp doctor and tell him it wasn't me." Hmm? And I'm like, get this lady off my screen. And she's a whole doctor? <laughs> or is she just pretended to be a doctor? Because she says... Yeah, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I would assume weird. she was a doctor, but she is so weird that I don't... I mean, I I'm not know. saying I'm not saying doctors can't be crazy, because, like... Right. That, that, that happens. But I don't know how... It, at her current personality, unless she's really good at hiding it when she's in doctor mode... How right. anyone would see this doctor she twice? If I walked in and this breaking. and yes. Aunt Martha came to see me, I'd be like, "No, I will not see this doctor anymore. I don't care what my insurance says. I will see the <laughs> method behind the the quickie lube and for my physicals from now on." Yeah, and it would be it would be a very much an upgrade over Aunt Martha. I feel like very much. Um, but with Aunt Martha comes cousin Ricky and. 
I gotta say, I love Cousin Ricky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he is yeah. a little badass. And, uh, you know, the relationship between him and Angela, I want to talk about for a second. Um, but, like, Ricky defends Angela. He will defend Angela to the ends of the earth if he has to. And I, lo- I love him for that. He is, he is fucking great. Yep. And she, I mean, she, Angela doesn't really return that or even seem thankful, you know, at all. Like, I mean, she's not uh, unappreciative, I guess, but like, she, she's not like, thanks, Ricky. She, I don't think Ricky ever gets any thanks in this movie. Um, but his in call fact, to action, gets beat down. Yeah. His call to action, you know, feeling overbearing, I suppose. Uh, overbearing, I suppose. Um, but like, he's looking out for her and, uh, you know, it brings the counterpoint, like, wait a minute, is Ricky, is cousin Ricky the killer or yep. is it Angela or sh- fuck shit? Maybe it is Ricky. And that's something I honestly didn't even think about for the last 20 years, 30 years, whatever it's been. So that's what I wanted to rewatch it to see is like, it's, it's hard to put something, you know, out of your mind, but I wanted um, to see like, how well did they set it up? And it, you know, right. they, it left it vague enough that it could have been anyway. It could have been. Have, it could have been Ricky. I have a. I have uh, something I hadn't thought of before. I guess. I guess now's a good time to bring it up. Before, but I mean, we obviously know Angela's out there killing, killing it. You're killing that queen. But something I never considered. Why couldn't it have been both of them? True. You saw how fiercely loyal and defensive Ricky was over Angela. Why couldn't it have been both of them? Did Ricky know? I don't know if he knew the whole um, the secret trying to transition Angela to a different sex kind of thing going on, but I mean, either way, like that's his that's his cousin. That's he will defend her. <laughs> and as as defensive as he was and protective as he was, like the one scene that really uh, sold it for me was the uh, the one with the 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 campers on the boat and it flips over and then uh, you know up underneath. It comes because I, I was like, that looks like that could have been Ricky more than Angela, which mm. I mean, I, I get they're trying to blur the lines. So you're kind of thinking it's Ricky before the big reveal. But this yep. is the first time that I saw that. And I was like, huh, what if it was both of them? And I mean, the way he was, I think that could have absolutely worked out. He was a little hothead. He was a little hothead. Yeah. So it would and, not surprise me. You know, I I fucking love cousin Ricky. He is he is absolutely my my uh, my favorite character in this movie because if anybody blinks at Angela wrong, Ricky is there and he's like, I'm gonna punch your fucking dick through your neck right now. He never talked in such offensive terms, even though Brooklyn Barney Fife would have uh, had you believed otherwise. But yeah, Ricky was a was a badass like hero. Ricky was a hero <laughs> even if he was before his a bunch time. Of people before his time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's one thing I was thinking of, uh, the, the pedo cook is another point that I would love to talk about. Well, everyone else was right there with him. It's not like they yes. were disgusted when he's talking about, oh, fresh meat as he's, he's watching like 12 year olds run, run through the Glen, you know, it, what that's the it. fuck, what the fuck? And uh, uh, like, um, it makes you know, rewatching it, you know, as an adult, 
you're like every fucking one of you that is employed here is an enabler of this pedophile. <laughs> you should all be in jail because yeah. you know, like, I don't care how, how, you know, uh, unassuming or sweet this other black uh, assistant cook, I guess mm-hmm. may seem like he is, he knows that this cook at well, a children's summer camp. Yeah. He laughs it yeah. off with him. Yeah. Yep. You're just and, as bad. Um, the, the revenge on the cook, you know, that, that, that first thing is totally warranted and it, it was totally long. <laughs> the close up with his screaming felt like it lasted like a good three or four minutes. Uh, God damn. I heard it, it, I, I, it was deserved. I heard that he is still screaming. Fantastic. And what practical effects? Yeah. What great pack practical effects on that. Uh, in this movie overall, really, um, there is some good work in this that I don't feel like is brought up in kind of uh, horror discussion, but like the burn makeup, especially on the cook, is so good. Like, I don't know burn victims, but like, it's subtle. There's not blood yeah. spraying everywhere like it's, you know, Evil Dead 2, which wouldn't make any sense in this situation. But, you know, the 80s was a little bit you know, about excess. They really, they really could have gone over the top really easy and they did not. So, um, so unlike Jason and other slashers of the, of the time, you know, and you know, their game of, you know, murder victims, sins, you know, like, you know, premarital sex, drugs, you know, shit like that. Angela here is actually taking out someone that should be taken out. No horror to be found here <laughs> with this murder. It's totally, you know, there ain't a, there ain't a judge or, or a, uh, a jury that would be like, Angela, uh, time. You're going to do time. They'd be like, uh, you can do like a half hour of community service on Sunday. If you feel like it, like nobody's convicted Angela of shit for killing, killing this cook. Did she kill him though? I feel like he was still alive. Uh, I yeah, I I think he was still alive. I think Which, he was still alive. But it's it's, ki- it's kind of great. It's kind of great because he's going to be in pain the rest of his life. Fuck that guy. <laughs> that's that's saucy Chris right there. Fuck it, that guy. It kind of goes into my Angela theory. Please tell. Please. Do so that. he Angela is a total like she's out. She's she's taking things in. She's watching, but she's not. She doesn't interact with anybody. She doesn't talk to anybody. Right. You, the cook gets hurt really bad. Killings start. And what happens to Angela after these killings start? She comes out of her shell. Um, I think that is what and then you have huh, Sleepaway right. Camp too. Like Angela has fully like massacred and, and everything's out and like dong hanging in the wind. So it, the secrets are out. <laughs> now she's broke out of her shell. Because in Sleepaway right. Camp 2, she is not the same shy, reserved person. Oh, no, no, no. And, um, and then 3 goes even further. So, Did you yeah. ever um, watch Return to Sleepaway Camp from uh, 2008, 2008, 2009? I've never seen that one. I actually didn't even know about it until we watched uh, the movie for the podcast this, this week. I have not seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just had to, I had to throw that in there, but, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Like 
maybe maybe murdering you know maybe she's like freddy but like as far as camp goes like the soul's like feeder essence <laughs> and then she uh, uh, uh just a quick aside here what do you think about the switch from angela from felissa rose to pamela springsteen from part one to two um i guess it was five years later from what i read and uh, Felissa Rose was in college, I think, or high school, one or the other. Either way, that, she either wasn't one... available or didn't want to do the sequel. Um, mm-hmm. So Pamela Springsteen, sister of Bruce, uh, comes in and becomes Angela for the next decade, two decades or so. Um, and they kind of share ownership in a weird way over over Angela, uh, these these two gals now. Uh, but, uh, let's, let's get the sequels out real quick since, uh, we're there. Like, what did you, I mean, have you seen them? Do you like them? What do you yeah, think? I have, Springsteen? I have not seen Return to Sleepaway Camp, but, I, um, two and three, I like, um, they, they really up the humor a little bit because there's more puns. There's yeah. way more tits. More MTV uh, era eighties, yeah, yeah, I would say, like the more more uh, typical eighties of a slasher is, and that's kind of I feel like gives the original and Felissa Rose's Sleepaway Camp like some more validity in a way as a as a horror movie because it, it's, it's it's more subdued, it's more, yeah. and I mean there wasn't a lot of eighties movies that tried to push a twist and I feel like they really tried with this one. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you um, know, they, I thought they did a pretty decent job of the, how the did you feel image at the end with her face? It, the, the face yeah. is more disturbing than the wing. Yeah. Um, and that's a, that's a, that's a fact that I've brought up a couple times before on horror house is how, you know, severed heads or molds of heads, you know, these things are, are one of my biggest um, like practical effects things that I judge or I, I mean I guess even CG but you know if it's a bad one like I know and I will immediately knock a star or two off because it's so bad even the rest of the movie may be pretty good but if it's got a terrible severed head I, I it's it just bothers me for some reason the other effects may be fantastic but if they don't do the head right Get the fuck out. I feel like it's, they did them pretty good in here. There's another one. Um, the, the the drowned kid. Yeah. And that was, I felt like was better than Angela's head, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Angela's, Angela's was right on the, the, the borderline. It wasn't it, great, but it wasn't bad either. It was enough to get me, to get me through it. So, um, What what do you think of the uh, fuck? I I had a thread, Dave, and I was swinging from it, and then I just slid right off the rope. You, lost it. you were Tarzanin, and then you yeah, lost it. I was like, Chris, just keep talking; it'll come back to you. And then I was like, No, Chris. Uh, so I'll I'll take us on a side tour while you think of where you were at, Melissa Rose. She yeah. is she is a, a hot tamale. She is horror royalty. Mm-hmm. I, I would she, wager. She has really played it up. So um she's she's played into her role as Angela. 
She continues to do horror work. She's uh, a regular on um, Joe Bob's Drive-In, the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs. Mm-hmm. Um, I I told you, because I, and I don't think you knew, that it really seems like, I think they're just playing into it, but it uh, her like and Darcy the, the male girl have a thing going on where they... The elbow. You know, yeah. <laughs> the winking. Yeah. Um, sh- and she is putting in the work. So, yeah. Felissa has, uh, let me look as I lost it, 159 actress credits to her name. And that's only for essentially 20 years. Yeah. You know, she did 83. Um, she did something in 85. She did two films in the 90s. And then 2000, she just like off to the races. Let's yeah, put it in. I, I mean, reading uh, it. I don't, I don't know the specifics. Um, if, uh, you know, everybody listening, if you, if anybody, you know, has more information that they would love to share with us, um, you know, did she not want to do sleepaway camp too? Was she just, was she like locked in with school or high school or college, whatever it was at the time? Um, is that why, like what, what exactly was the, was the deal? Was it a chain? Was it, did they dump her? For the name, you know, Springsteen. That's a possibility. Yeah. Which I'm sure we'll get to the sequels uh, eventually. So I don't want to talk about too much of those. But, uh, you know, I mean, judging from her online presence and, you know, like fan accounts that you see and social media posts, like she's super cool, super um, behind Sleepaway Camp fandom and Angela fandom. Uh, You know, some other like genre actors and actresses uh, get some degree of fame from a film and they'll carry that. uh, uh, They'll like get a bigger film and carry that bigger film, Mm -hmm. you know, but, and then ignore where they came from, you know, be like, I didn't, you know, uh, I feel like Jamie, the Curtis had a, had a little bit of that, you know, like she was, and that's what made, uh, you know, Halloween H2O kind of a bigger thing than it, than it deserved to be. (laughs) Um, but you know, like she, you never, I never got that from her. And, and, uh, you know, all the time that I've, you know, been looking at online horror stuff, like she's mm-hmm. always been pretty cool about the fans and her roles in horror. And I, I, she's up, she's up there shoulder and shoulder with Barbara Crampton with Linnea Quigley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, she is one of the icons, the, I don't, she is not a scream queen. She is not a scream queen. She is, uh, she is a slasher herself. She is, uh, but like she is up there with the scream queens. It's a, it's a, it's a interesting thing. You you might say that she, uh, broke the glass ceiling for women as the, um, the evildoer that you're secretly rooting for in in horror. So. And uh, I think that that can bring us around to kind of uh, kind of the great debate that I wanted to talk about. You know, there's a couple things and, you know, you read the the Wikipedia page, you know, which is typically break, you know, pulling the curtain back a little bit. That's kind of where I start typically with a with a horror house episode. I'm like, what does the Wikipedia say? Is anything interesting? I need to kind of point my feelers at and read up on. Um, But I mean, we live in a very heated time. 
you know, with uh, opinions on trans and LGBTQ and, uh, you know, rights and restrictions and even just, even just basic human decency towards those people is, is a topic of discussion. Um, and I don't want sadly, to, sadly, I'll say it fucking sadly. If you can't just, yeah, you know, you I, don't have to agree cause they don't, nobody's wanting you to fucking agree. They're just the the minimum amount of respect. That's Which all. That's all so, anybody wants. So inactive. People are like, I don't want. It's like the minimum amount of respect that you would give to somebody is almost non-existent. Like the minimum around amount of respect that you give to somebody is like, Dave, I'm in the next stall and I fart and you don't say anything. That's actually above, I think, the minimum amount of respect. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, the minimum amount of respect you give to another human is almost nothing. In the way of effort, you know what I mean? That's what, that's what I should say. Uh, like, you I don't agree. have to do almost anything to give another person, you know, that privilege. Privilege? That's not the right word. Um, but... Uh, you know, that said, I feel like, and I think Dave, you'll agree with me, you know, at or else, I feel like, you know, we're two rude, two dudes. We, we got a little bit of a, of an age gap between us. Not too bad. Um, but we have uh, a little bit of the, I'm a man. I like to be a man. Hey, there's a pretty lady, Susan Snyder. Um, I, mean, I like to, I like to drink beer and look at boobies. Yeah. That's whatever, whatever. Um, but beyond that, I, I believe we are a pretty safe place for LGBTQ folks. Like they'll, they'll, they could listen to us and be like, I wasn't judged. I wasn't this or that. Like, you know. Um, and this movie is an interesting thing in the debate over that. Because, you know, reading the Wikipedia, there's... Uh, a couple columnists that I didn't write their names down because their opinions is 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 enough. <laughs> but um, there's one that says that this is homophobic and it's not trans friendly at all. I mean, granted, it's eighty three. I don't know that trans was even a topic of discussion at that time right. in right. any kind of uh, mainstream form. And Angela's father, all that. Uh, I I hate that. I don't like that. That is what led Angela to her th- to her slashing. Right. 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 Like, I guess we're all descendants of where we come from, right? Like we're all from from something. But being, you know, the son slash daughter of of a homosexual doesn't mean you're going to go murder people at camp. It don't? So, it really don't, believe it or not. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, I mean, if I... you say so. Yeah, I, I don't... That is one portion of the movie that I don't like, but granted, it's 1983. And, you know, live and learn. You live and learn, and you progress, hopefully... Um, and, but the other threat, like, how do you feel about that? Tell me your thoughts. So Jackie and I have had discussion because, you know, being a 16 year old girl, she's very much, um, 
Film worried. Yeah. And she's very socially conscious, which I love. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love that all of the kids, the boys, Jackie, are, are very much, you know, live and let live people. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to judge nobody. As long as you're not out there trying to overthrow the government, um, then we are, we're going to be good. We're going to be on good terms. I, that being said, Jackie and I have had a discussion about things that people have done in their past. Uh, one day, the discussion was uh, Marky Mark, and that he was problematic because when he was a kid, he threw rocks at people and bullied people. And, you know, it's hard to fault somebody for mistakes they made when they were kids. Now, I'm not saying the makers of this movie were kids, but... The other part of that is you have to judge people kind of by the time they grew up in. It's not dismissing the fact that, you know, that shouldn't have been hateful at the time. I don't really think they were being hateful. I don't think their intention was, you know, hey, let's portray all gay people as crazy or the children of gay people. Are killers. I don't think that was the intention at all. Um, they're just more insensitive to, than hateful, I would say, um, because they didn't grow up in a time that 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 things were okay and that you, you know, could just let gay people be gay people and realize that they're just normal people. That just the people they love are different than the people that you you might love. Um, because at the end of the day, that's not that big a deal that they love somebody else. Um, so you you know you got to judge everybody by the t by their era. You know, um, if you told me uh, Babe Ruth hated was homophobic, right? I'd be like, yeah, Babe Ruth is homophobic. He it was lives 30s. in the nineteen twenties. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So even 1983, you know, they didn't. It, it know, wasn't um, out. It wasn't an issue, so they didn't know any better. Now, if if um, that's a great if, point. Like um, acknowledging the era you grew up in and the influence of kind of popular opinion of the era is something that gets lost a little bit. And I, I kind of like the way that, you know, Disney will do that before a movie. They're like, this was from a different time. I don't like when they edit shit. That's from a different time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's cool, but unless, unless it's it, it unless it's super egregious, but if it's, yeah, but yeah. then if it's super egregious, don't edit it. I just agree. don't just, just put it away. Put it in the, in the, and the back burner or destroyed or whatever. I would be more concerned if Robert uh, Hiltzik, who made this on a, on a pretty small budget. I mean, he was just a, a, a amateur dude who just like, you know, Hey, I got some money. I would like to make a scary movie. And this is what he came up with and not bad for a first outing right. and, uh, and a shoestring budget. Um, if he today was like, uh, yeah, like homosexuality is mental illness. No, I will not watch anything from you if you said that nowadays. I, I agree. I, I, I absolutely. Don't, I don't agree. know that he is. You know, I, there there was a 
uh, something you said a minute ago, um, you know, like being a product of your times and, Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Thinking back to when I was a kid, like saying, you know, like if your friend did something, you're like, oh, you're gay. Um, Or that's good. Yeah. Uh, You want to go to the mall? I'm not going to the mall, man. That's gay. Yeah. Like it's dumb, but it really had nothing like people kind of want to lose their shit this day and age over that. And we may get canceled for talking about this even Dave, <laughs> which is okay. I, I stand by our thoughts because I know who we are, but I, yeah, I, I don't hate nobody, man. Yeah. I, I, I know you don't, I know I'm pretty sure I don't. I don't um, think you do, man. You're cool. So, um, but it was just, you know, the time and to even think of what I thought of gay people as, you know, a kid. And I was a kid in the nineties, right? Like you was a kid in the eighties. Mm-hmm. It was even different than with me, you know, thinking of it. I didn't even, you know, I mean, it was kind of weird. I, I would guess, but like, I never thought of it as like, Oh, they're going to hell. Okay. Right. They're going to hell. I don't care. Which, was, which says a lot. Cause you were raised. I'm not saying your parents, but one of them was the church and stuff like that could have very easily been like, right. You you could have easily fallen for that indoctrination. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have never, I can honestly say that never once in my life have I felt the want or need to like ostracize or like exclude a person for being gay or different like that. Um, which is, I don't know. I maybe even weird for a kid in the nineties, but that would, I mean, it obviously was like, we would do slurs like that. Like, Oh, you're gay. This is gay. You know, stuff like that. Right. And, and the, the big F bomb, which, you know, I, I, that was from the era. I'm sorry. I, I have done my best for the last decade to get it out of my brain. I'm doing my best. <laughs> that is, all. I'm doing my best. That's all I can say. Um, that's all anybody can really ask. I, I really believe that. Like, yeah, as, as much as we should be gracious when we address people or include people, we should include them on their terms. Yeah. The, you know, uh, um, a lot of people ask for a little bit of grace back. So it doesn't help the cause if every time someone says the wrong thing. I accidentally, I'll, I'll confession time. I was a nurse in um, Hanover at the Hanover Nursing Center. And um, I was working on the floor. They had some new students in the classroom, CNA students. And mm-hmm. they had come to the floor to help us pass trays. Great. I'm all for all the help I can get. I I had a couple CNAs that were gay. Is no big deal. Like they were they were cool yeah. dudes. You know, um, it was no big deal. The students. I walked up and the student is at the cart, and so I'm walks up behind, buzzed hair, grabs a tray and takes off down the hall with the tray to deliver it to the room. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Hey, buddy, you make sure you um, check the drinks. You probably you might need a milk. You might need a coffee." Right. Buddy was a woman. And let me know how dissatisfied she was that I had how addressed her in such a male you. term. 
Yeah. How I mean, dare I, you, Dave? Yeah. I, it, who's it your, was totally who's your superior, Dave? Was, uh, it that, was that kind of uh, thing going on? Uh, it, it, it spum, it's bumping me out. <laughs> uh, she didn't like throw a fit and I'm not working another day around here and, oh, really? or anything like okay, that. Okay. But she gave me a look and said, and said, I'm a woman. I said, okay. I, all I said was, okay, I didn't mean anything by it. Just make sure you get the right drinks. And I moved on. I didn't mean, again, clearly right. I didn't mean anything by it. Right. So, um, you know, people make mistakes. Uh, if my grandpa was alive now, he he'd probably be homophobic. I I heard him. I I, I heard a lot of people throw around the N word. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and some like I had one cousin in particular, but, but several of us. I'm not saying never. Because we listened to a lot of gangster rap, thought we were entitled to use that word sometimes, right. and so I had one cousin in particular. Like, if he was pissed at you, that's you were going to be the n word, right? Um, you know, it it didn't to in his mind, it didn't have that same connotation. I don't think. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, would he use that now? Probably not. You know. Um, would you're right? We said gay. Oh, that's that's gay. I don't, I don't want to do it. Right. Oh, more homework. Oh, that's gay. That's that was dumb. Those things were dumb, but we didn't know any better. And um, yeah, I, it, I have to say that there are still occasions when I will say that's gay, or you know. When it's completely obvious that it's not, and I feel like there's there's a few people, several people still around that's like that use that as as their like little comedy arsenal. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, uh, my wife was leaving. I had to tell her I love her. Oh, well, that's gay. <laughs> right. I understand that to some people that that could be construed as offensive. But to me, to be like, oh, I had to go tell my wife bye. To, for somebody to be like, oh, that's gay. That's funny. <laughs> to yeah. me. And I, I get, I, you know, I'm, I do my best. I do my best. Uh, I, I, but, I've, I've probably the worst thing I've ever let slip in the last couple of years is a, a few times, maybe a hard R retard. I, um, and I, wife, I don't mean me, my wife more than me. Is still working on that one. That one is. Yeah. Whew, that one is a more difficult than it should be. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I again, you all you can do De- is put the story. past behind you and try to be a better person tomorrow than you were today. Amen. And and that's all you can do. You know, we didn't. Right. I I really don't think I ever. I mean, I I could be an asshole, especially when I was a kid. I could be an asshole. But in general, I wasn't filled with a bunch of hate, and I, I don't, I don't yeah. hate anybody these days. So I just... Right. In that in that regard, I think it does make a, a difference where you come from, like homosexuality and gender and identity stuff like that. I don't think makes any fucking difference. Mo- pretty much, 
I say mostly, and then I'm like, oh, backpedal, because I don't know. Um, but uh, when it comes to love and hate, I feel like those two things are the two like end-all, be-alls of where you start and you end up. Like, uh, you know, were you raised around hate or love or, you know, you know, as far as the spectrum goes in between the two. Um, that's what matters. Not so much the... Was my dad a closeted homosexual? That doesn't mean fucking shit on 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 you. Um, it's you know whether he, you know, the love and hate scale applied above that. Um, and I think that's the real thing. Um, this is the deepest whorehouse has ever been, Dave. (laughs) I I wasn't I wasn't quite expecting this. I'm taken slightly off guard. But this is, I, yeah, I think it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Having watched this for the first time in a few years, I figured we would get on this topic somewhere. I, oh, yeah. I probably oh, didn't yeah. expect us to go quite so deep, but. Um, Sometimes you gotta. I mean, uh, and, you know, as I was writing my notes for this, like I, like I said, I think we're a pretty safe place for, you know, LGBTQ folks and when I wrote that, like I was just, you know, a lot of times I'll just type, you know, what I'm just thinking kind of like, you know, off the cuff, like uh word salad, kind of like, I'm thinking this, mm-hmm. this is just kind of what comes out on the fingers. And as I wrote that, like, I think we're, I, I believe we're a pretty safe place for, for, for those folks. I was like, that's actually important. I, I think, you know, uh, today in 2022, that's still a important thing is to have you know it's kind of like a meme like oh you need your safe space it's like that people making fun of that don't quite understand why that is needed in certain regards so right. Right. like you can right. come to whorehouse uh, this is a almost a promo in a weird way which i kind of hate but like anybody listening that is amongst those ranks like just know you can come here and not feel critiqued or uh, you know hated or left out. ostracized left mm-hmm. out judged because of what you are like that's not what we're about that's not what we'll ever 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 be about if that is ever what one of us me or dave or anything associated with whorehouse was to do there wouldn't be a whorehouse so like we have our fun it's like oh susan snyder Hey, lady, that's, you know, that's me. That's not Dave. Mm-hmm. That's not both of us. But, like, we have our moments. And it's like if if we were to ask somebody uh, from the LGBTQ community to come on and they're like, oh, man, um, Cousin Ricky, what a what a catch. Like, we're not yeah. going to be like, oh, wow, get out of here. That's a, we'll be like, that's be like, a man. Yeah, I'd be like, listen, I ain't swinging that way, but if I was... <laughs> What a catch for somebody that would defend you that hardcore. I'll tell you that much. Even if he is your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> that's a problem. Um, that's still a problem. Yeah. So, uh, any final words, Dave, on this great... De- I, 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 in my notes, I put it as a great debate because I feel like there are certain people still around the world that would want to have a big problem with this, but... Uh, not around these uh, parts. Around these parts, you're good and you're welcome. Um, 
Nah, I, I, I don't have a problem with any of that. You know, I, the biggest thing, I think, when people start saying woke, I, I don't want to be part of the woke mob. I, I don't consider myself woke. I'm aware of other people's issues, and I know that the way other people are think and feel is going to be different than me, and I just right. don't want to be an asshole to them. And if that's what <laughs> being woke is, then then I guess I'm, I am woke. But, yeah. you know, when it comes to my movies... I don't want to be hit over the head with with um, super pointed or extreme social commentary. Right. But movies, and horror movies especially, tend to reflect social commentary. They, 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 uh, Romero, they tend who to, is a big Yeah, they tend to bring those things. And, and, and I'm going to say it again, because I... The more I say it, the more we do this, the more I do feel like sometimes the message that you imagine to be in a movie or a work of art of any kind right. says more about you than, than the person who <laughs> put whatever ma- message, real or imagined, into right. the movie. True. You know? So, there is... Uh, a lot of that it feels like I mean horror is easy to label or not label but like uh, bring up the uh, kind of be like you know oh that's from the Reagan era so what they're saying here is this like the the uh, subtleties of the uh, of the story and stuff like that which is something that I've always the, you know, the cold war is reflected in the vampire gangs yeah like uh, some of that is a little like you're kind of projecting brother. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, maybe I'm just dumb, which I fully accept, but uh, I feel like you're just really trying hard to fit a, a, a square into a circle peg. Um, but I think that was, I th- feel like we just had a great moment in horror house history with that conversation. We just had, I feel like, you know, let's everybody throw our fists up for me and Dave. We did great. Right, right everybody? Nobody? Thank you. Thank Nobody? you. Thank you, everybody. Anybody? You. Back there? Nobody? I, I th- Anybody? I think every... I'm pretty sure everyone is applauding us, Chris. Oh, okay. Except one guy is like, if they weren't... If there weren't <laughs> a gay agenda, then why did... Uh, I the- used to love Whorehouse till they were woke. I'm pretty sure... <laughs> Dave spoke the word woke in the first or second episode. <laughs> probably. Probably. If Which Hollywood is... wasn't turn us all trying to turn us all gay, then why did they give Ryan Reynolds such handsome abs and, and deep blue eyes trying yeah. to turn me gay? Um so what do you think about uh, Angela, you know, either Felissa Rose or Pamela Springsteen being some kind of uh I don't know if she is uh, like a gay icon to to people um, or a trans icon, oh. but uh, I don't, I, there, that you was know, I, kind of I, the I, counterpoint to the Wikipedia thing I was reading. Like there was um, one saying, uh, what was it that um, Angela was, was always trans and the mom just got lucky or the aunt, Aunt Martha, got lucky in, you know, her actions being applied to an already trans, but not knowing, 
child and that eh, I that's they, a, I I don't see That's it. trying to make Angela a, a hero uh in in this regard to I mean you already said something I never so I have always seen Angela and and by extension Felissa Rose as a as a feminine icon I never really thought and and maybe because like you said trans never entered my lexicon in in right. 1988 when I probably would have watched this <laughs> right um because a 83 I was you know nine years old yeah. I did not watch this from 19 in 1980 to 2003 if you said trans you're like trans am is that what you're saying right <laughs> so so I never would thought of her as a trans or a gay hero. I I just thought she was. I kind of thought she was a feminine icon. I mean, I just okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I, I, just I don't think know what the, that says about me. So I don't know. I I would be. It's worth uh, looking at. I would love to talk to Felissa Rose sometimes. Uh, DM us on Twitter or any of our social medias, Dave. Dave, before we leave here tonight. One more time, real quick, before we get to our overall ratings, tell the folks and Felissa Rose where they can reach us if they need us. Uh, Felissa, you know where we have interacted. I think I think we interacted one time. Maybe it was just you'd like to tweet. I tweeted, but you can tweet us. You can send me. You can slide into my DMs <laughs> at sweetness one or at horror house two. That's sweetness with sixes, by the way. Uh, I believe that checks out. Yes. She already knew. She already knew. Um, you can email us horrorhousepodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on the Horror House page on Facebook. You could leave us a voicemail so we can hear your voice. And uh, if you do, please let us know if it's okay if we use your voice on the air. You can do that at anchor.fm forward slash horror house. And finally, please rate us on any platform you're listening to and spread the word, load horror house up on your phone, throw it at your friends. We would love you for it. Let's get now, Dave, to our final opinions. Uh, I'll go first this week. I'm pretty sure you went first last week. So, okay. I've got mine down. So, um, my final opinions on this. I feel like uh, most horror fans get around to Sleepaway Camp at some point. This is like mm -hmm. one of those movies. It's not the greatest horror film ever made. It's not the worst by a long shot, and it's got a couple couple uh, really memorable like little pieces in it. So its staying power is up there. It's it's iconic for sure. Yeah. Um, and it may not always be brought up in like a random conversation with a horror fan that you like would meet at on, on the street. Um, but if it was like, it's probably going to be easy to get into a good conversation about it. I feel like, um, and it's got good practical effects. Um, there, there's some, a little bit of bad acting, you know, strewn about, yeah. um, like, like litter in the real world. <laughs> It's, it's, it's there. It's there if you look. Yeah. Um, but I think the setting's great. I think it showcases, you know, the early eighties world outside of bright colors and windbreakers and MTV, uh, stereotypes of that time. Um, 
but I mean, it's got a short, short shorts a, and high tops. Yeah. It's got a special place in the nostalgia room of my brain. Um, but I mean, it's got its faults. It's not a perfect movie. Um, so I'm going to give it I, 6.5. That's where I'm landing. I like this movie. I really do. Um, there's a couple little nitpicks, like we've said, um, but I think it's, it's great. Uh, especially now these years later to at least bring on discussion about LGBTQ kind of, you know, uh, talking points and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, I, I, it's the most we've talked about it. I feel like we had a pretty, uh, decent little whorehouse moment with, uh, with that, with that. Um, so you, you know what? Fuck it. Because of that, uh, seven, I'm raising it up 0.5 just because it promoted, uh, that conversation, topic, which I okay. thought was, uh, I, I like, I like that. Um, because I mean, we're, uh, we're not boomers, but, uh, you know, younger people would probably consider us boomers. <laughs> I, I have, I have, my daughter has called us boomers, me and Jackie, oh or me and Stella boomers. Oh, so. Lord. She would probably call me a boomer as well, which I'm a child between two worlds, uh, with the, with the millennial and the gen X. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you're you're in no man's land there. Yeah. So uh, just to talk about the coming from a different time and stuff, like it's it gets a little bit glossed over. So to talk about that and different feelings on that, I think is great. Um, and I feel like you know, honestly, not to toot our own horns, Dave. Us and the whorehouse rabble mm-hmm. and the whorehouse, the whorehouse, the horror family and friends and fans throughout the world. I feel like we're one of the best communities of fans to be a part of as far as, uh, you know, LGBTQ stuff goes like we're pretty get on in here, whatever you're, you know, whatever you are, we accept you, which is one of the best things about being a horror fan. I think. Yes. Yeah. We even accept people who, you know, like movies that we don't like. Can you like imagine? It, it, if you were, if you're like, you have wall to wall, um, the shortcut posters in your house. Like, <laughs> welcome in. You know, we 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 can talk about that. Yeah. You can tell us how great that movie is. Um, my rating, Chris. Let us know. Uh, I'm 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 going to quit saying the new Dave rating, the the tougher Dave rating, because I've it's, it's the, been a whole it's, season it's now. The new defo- It's just the Dave rating. It's it's just uh, it's just a more critical rating. That's just where I'm at now. This is where I live at. It's not. Right. I don't have to super effort to be there anymore. Okay, this is the last one. This is the last one with an announcement. This is it from here yep. forth. This is just it. Just Dave's is rating. it. Just is. There's no more disclaimer in front of it. This is you. I believe in you, brother. Lay it on me. Lay it on all of us. This movie is iconic. Um, it, it's it's a classic, and it's a classic for a reason. Uh, Angela, I think, is a is a good character, and I think Felissa Rose did a good job because that blank fucking stare she does the first yeah. three quarters of the movie. I mean, 
I'm I'm worried for this actor. Like, is she okay? Is the you know <laughs> right? Um, the the twist is the twist. It's hard to. I, I might rate this higher, like if it was the first time I watched it because, and I had no like idea of the twist or anything like that. I might give it a bump because right. of the twist. It kind of feels like old hat because it's you know thirty nine years old now. Yeah, it, it's um, but it really was it really was something in its time. So I think it suffers from the fact that it's thirty nine years old, and I and the right. twist is no longer really a twist because I gave it a. Seven. Same rating. The the stars have aligned. Oh, so this it's one of spoken in legend. This movie is yes. Wow. Um, two three. I think I I think I like two three better. So we'll talk about those at some time. Maybe we just put all the sequels together. We may. We uh, very well may. Uh, I actually saw. I think it was. T- Two, the one that had the the poster or the the box art that wasn't Pamela Springsteen. That was listen, Pamela Springsteen is a catch. And there's mm-hmm. some new. I don't know if it's Shout Factory that did this newer release that made her look like a fucking clown. I've got beef. <laughs> but I've not seen that box art. Is very pretty lady. Um, yes, and uh. There was a thread here that I fell off of because I had to start bitching about uh, them. The, you're Pamela. talking about the Shout Factory box art. What was before that, though? <laughs> um, We're going to talk about the sequels. I think two I or three, saw, yeah. Yeah, I saw uh, two. I, I want to say it was two. Maybe I'm wrong. But I saw that before I even saw the first one. So, like, Pamela Springsteen has kind of been, like, my OG Angela, even though it's, it is Felissa Rose. And, you know... You know, I feel like they share that recognition and that uh, ownership over Angela. And I don't know that they've ever, I don't know if there's pictures of them together or they've ever even talked or what, but I feel like it's, it, it, it's, there's not a, any animosity there. There may be, you fucking, I don't fucking know, but uh, it, from what I've seen online, it doesn't feel like a thing that it exists. Uh, which is great because I love them both, and I think they were both very different Angelas. Mm-hmm. Um, very much, and very much. I think they were both great Angelas for the movies they were in. Um, Pamela Springsteen, Felissa Rose, you both get the fist bumps from 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 old Chris here. Um, because <laughs> he's, uh, a tip he's of the hat to you both, ladies. That he forgot what he was fucking talking about two sentences, and he's like, um, Pamela Springsteen. Um, what? Born in the born in the USA. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we will get to those. I have a feeling we will get to both of those, if not in their own episodes, in a collective episode, like you said. Um, let's get to our final words now. Like I, can, we we rated the same, which is a, we've been. I feel like we've been like squeezing in, you know, like we're getting closer to rating the same, but uh. Not quite, but we did this time. We did this time. Yes, uh, it's it's not the first time we we've uh, been in alignment a few times, but uh, it it always seems special. Yeah, um, seems like we nailed it. We nailed the rating. And I when, feel when like, that happens. Yeah, uh, when when that does happen, it feels like we're like 
like there on the the thread of the movie, like the what the movie is at its core. And I feel like this is a pretty uh, important or, or or like socially important movie to to come to that that meeting on. Um, but Dave, unfortunately, I think it's about that time that we pull the curtain on the horror house, close the shutters, close the, close and lock the windows. It's, it's getting time. Um, so any final words to the horror house, faithful, the rabble out there before, uh, we close the, close the house up for the week. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, Please hit us up. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, and um, and share us out there. Spread the good word, and uh, you know we're trying to build a, a good community here. So, I, you know, I'm in the moment. I have to say, I'm in the moment. But this is, I feel like one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done. This has felt very free flowing, and we've went in and out of the the topic of the movie while still. In the, in like the Venn diagram of, of, of the whole, like it, this and this and this, but it still connects. Yeah. Um, I love it. I think, uh, I think this was a, a great episode. I can't wait to, for you guys to hear it. Um, it's, it's a win. This is a win. Yeah. Uh, how many times has, has drunk Chris said this at the end of a podcast? I think this is actually the first time. So, uh, I think this is, I think this was a pretty cool one. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. Uh, can't wait, Dave, to talk to you next week uh, for the next for the next horror house. So we will meet you guys there. Uh, same horror house time, same horror house channel. Thank you. later next time in a week we'll see you in a week talk to you in a week fuck i'm gonna edit some of this (laughs) no you won't i know this seems like a lot of work